This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. And five minutes after five o'clock on a finally Friday morning. It's the 18th day of January. Come on in. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke along with you. And I'll tell you what, we've got a changing weather dynamic that's going to make its presence felt as soon as this afternoon. In fact, most of our listening area is under a winter weather advisory starting at about 3 o'clock this afternoon. We're looking for snow to start rolling in later today. Accumulations somewhere in that 3 to 5 inch neighborhood. Highest snowfalls are going to be in southern portions of Dane County. Sauk, Iowa and Dane County is probably seeing the most. Uh, From 3 o'clock this afternoon till 6 tomorrow morning, you should expect some slippery roads, hazardous conditions. And it's going to be that way kind of all weekend long. The precipitation comes in tonight into tomorrow morning. And then the cold weather basically for the rest of the weekend. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, joining us with important weather details in about 15 minutes. They have announced the eight finalists for the Taste of Elegance competition coming up during the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo and the annual Pork Producers Association annual meeting in Wisconsin Dells. I've got the names for you. And names. Boy, you look at a package in the grocery store and you want that name to mean something. But if you're in the dairy showcase and you see the phrase milk, there's still confusion. Did that milk come from a cow or is it a plant-based beverage that shouldn't be called milk at all? Talking about that after 5.30. And Mike North, our commodity risk management guest, before 6. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, water hemp, ragweed, and mare's tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. Did you know that our UW School of Veterinary Medicine has trained more than half of the veterinarians in Wisconsin. Those are veterinarians taking care of your dog, your cat, your horses, your cows. Pam Yankee here to tell you the story of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. You know, they built their space to take care of 12,000 patients. Today, they're seeing 27,000 patients in the same space. And those patients travel from a long distance. 80% of the patients are from here in Wisconsin, but there's others that have traveled from as far away as Alaska, even Hong Kong, to find this world-class facility. But this facility needs a facelift. So why don't you step up and help? You can find out more about the new plans for groundbreaking research and groundbreaking expansion at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. Go to animalsneedheroes2.com. At Compere Financial, we understand how challenging farming and this way of life can be. And we know you can't predict what the upcoming growing season will bring. So while there's nothing wrong with hoping for the best, preparing for everything is even better. That's why so many farmers look to us to help manage their risk and protect their investment with crop insurance coverage. Contact your local Compere Financial crop insurance specialist before the March 15th sign-up deadline or visit us at Compere.com. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Nutrient management plans, 590 plans being rewritten because nutrient management is so important in Wisconsin. The quality of our water and the quality of our land 
and there are always updates coming. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and Pam, of course, different soil types in Wisconsin are prone to different kinds of regulations, but... There is an update coming soon, I understand. Yeah, uh, fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Bob, you and I were teasing about how you were raking in January, something you never thought you'd ever do. Well, listen, uh, it's that kind of changing weather dynamics that Wisconsin farmers, livestock owners, and nutrient managers are up against. Just think about how quickly our weather can change from bare ground to rainy, muddy ground to snow. Well, when it comes to the spring and fall of the years, that makes manure management very complicated. But beginning in February, there is going to be an updated tool to try to help Wisconsin farmers and nutrient managers. Mark Jenks, nutrient management specialist with the Bureau of Land and Water Resources at the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, told me about these updated tools through the Manure Risk Advisory System. Now, that's a tool that's been around for a little while, but it's getting a bit of a face look come February. Mark explains how it got started. Uh, it went active back in 2011, I believe. What was the motivation? Well, the motivation was a series of uh, uh, incidents of uh, well contaminations and fish kill events that happened, I think, back in the, the late 2000s, uh, 2008 or so, 2007. Uh, and the legislature directed the department to come up with some kind of system like this to try to help uh, when it comes to manure management issues. Now, have we have we seen a response? Are are more people tapping into manureadvisorysystem.wi.gov? Give me a little sense on history there. Well, it, as you might expect, when anything new like that starts, it starts out a little small. Uh, but we are able to track website traffic on there, and we do see an increase in traffic uh, every time you know the the manure spreading seasons are upon us in the spring and the fall. And even after we do, um, you know, press releases or, or radio interviews like this, we'll see an increase in traffic across the board. So, and, and the other thing to note is that, you know, Wisconsin is not the only state with a system like this now. So there's getting to be more increased traffic on sites like this uh, across the nation. Sure, sure. What kind of feedback have you gotten on this uh, this tool? Because, like you said, it's been out there for a while. Uh, in general, uh, positive comments. You know, probably the biggest issue or the complaint was, uh, you know, based on the, the version one of the model, it was such a, a large watershed basin that we were able to do the modeling on that the forecast wasn't always necessarily um, accurate when it came down to a farmer's individual field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that the second version will do that either, but uh, the geographic scale of it always had to be kept in mind when you were when you were looking at the results. Now, you mentioned that uh, the Department of Ag is kind of acting as the coordinating location for um, the advisory, but you're working in conjunction with some of our soil scientists to hone in on some of the fine points on manure management. This is actually a very uh, broad-based uh, agency collaboration. We work with uh, the data we're getting is from the, the National Weather Service uh, River Flood Forecasting Center up in Shanahanson, Minnesota. They provide the data. Uh, we've had people from USGS working on this with us, Discovery Farms, UW Soils, uh, NRCS back in the beginning, um, and a number of agencies, DNR has been involved as well. So it, it's a broad-based spectrum of people working on this and uh, continuing to promote its uh, its continued use and uh, improvement. Well, and as we know, with the advance of technology, we want more and more information. And like you, to your point, in a 
in a smaller and smaller geography. So in February, there's going to be what I'll call the 2.0 version of the runoff risk advisory forecast. Tell me what the what the new version has to offer, Mark, that folks might not otherwise notice. Well, the biggest thing they'll they'll see is a little change in the way the map looks. Uh, before, like I said, uh, it was based on a watershed basin, and those basins averaged roughly 280 to 300 square miles. Uh, the way the model data is going to be uh, collected and projected now, it's going to be on a grid-based system. So it's actually going to be collected on a four-kilometer square grid system uh, and then projected uh, potentially down to a two-kilometer grid. Uh, so it, it'll look a little different, uh, but hopefully that, that does uh, help improve the accuracy as well, even though it's, you know, it's still based on modeling information, so it has to be taken you know, just as one one thing to consider when you're when you're thinking about manure management. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is this a smartphone friendly, Mark? Is this something that I'll be able to access when I'm literally out in the field? Well, it's it's on the website right now. So if you can get to the website, uh, yes. But we are going to try to uh, roll out some additional features uh, later this year that will allow uh, p- potentially. Uh, text-based alerts or something like that, so a, a person could potentially subscribe uh, for free uh, to a particular area or uh, part of the state that they're interested in, and if the alert condition in that area changes, uh, we could potentially send them a text alert to, to notify them of that change. Well, and I'm imagining that that could also be uh, used by the agencies to send out special information if we're, we're looking at particularly heavy rainfall, even outside of manure management uh, time zones. Uh, potentially. Uh, I guess options like that would have to be uh, considered, and uh, who knows where it could go from there, yes. And then uh, anything else in particular that the group or the farmers or your advisors have uh, asked about may not be there today, Mark, but always looking to the future and the information that today's uh, modern farm wants to have available. Well, uh, the one thing I think they will see is that with with the, the new data that's going to be submitted uh, from the National Weather Service, we're also going to be able to provide information on uh, modeled precipitation forecast soil saturation and soil temperature. So that information will also be available on the new website uh, just by clicking on another tab. There will also be information on the side of the the website where you can get links to, uh, say, your local land conservation department if you have questions about uh, uh, your particular area or nutrient management concerns or something like that. Uh, so it's it hopefully will contain more information that people will find more useful. Well, and I don't want to undercut the, the original version, shall we say, Mark, because uh, that, again, was a collaboration with the National Weather Service. It was as real-time as we probably could expect, updating three times a day. And it did take into account things like slope and cover crops, etc. Yep, it certainly did. And uh, this model, uh, the the second version of that is, is not going to underchange that or undersell that by any means, no. And if I'm not technology savvy, uh, there is a little bit of a helper tutorial that we'll be seeing coming up in February too, correct? Yes, there will be a, an online tutorial, especially the first time you come to the website, that will kind of guide you through it and take you through some of the, the key features that uh, would be of interest and hopefully walk you through the steps you would need to take in order to be able to see those and have that work 
on your computer at home. Now, although we are concentrating attention on spring and fall for the key critical times of watching manure management, this is going to be live and updated through the year, is it not? Correct. Yep, we get a, we get a forecast update every day. Uh, initially, with the, the gridded forecast, we're looking at you know one update per day, uh, partly because it's a lot of additional information that has to be processed. Uh, but we're hoping to increase the, the frequency of the, the updates on that eventually as well. All right. So what is that website again, Mark? And uh, when can we expect uh, the 2.0 version to be ready? Probably the, e- the easiest way to get there is to Google uh, Wisconsin Manure Advisory System. And it uh, should be going live. That's our, our target is to, to go live with version 2 of the runoff risk advisory forecast on February 1st. Mark Jenks, he is the Nutrient Management Specialist in the Bureau of Land and Water Resources housed within the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. So like he said, come February 1st, a new tool available to Wisconsin farmers and nutrient managers to hopefully give them a better picture of where they can and cannot safely spread manure. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I-39 Supplies, word of the day, asthma. Went in and got prices on trailers at I-39. Great deals, but I got an asthma wife. Trailers, service, and more. I-39supply.com. It's kind of intimidating when your dad is one of the most famous jewelers in America. And you're supposed to follow in his footsteps. Yeah, and those are some big footsteps. How old were you when you came to work at Kessler's? Well, I started handing out balloons to customers when I was six. Wow. Dad was on the radio 52 weeks a year for more than 25 years. I'm talking to Monica Kessler of Kessler's Diamonds. He gave me and the other owners a gigantic opportunity. The other owners? Kessler's is 100% employee-owned. I'm just one of several dozen owners. So when I walk into Kessler's, I'm greeted by an owner? Every time. So what's your earliest memory of a Kessler's radio ad? In the beginning, Dad would end every ad by saying, I'm Richard Kessler, and I want to be your jeweler. What's he doing now? Playing golf, mostly. Is there anything you'd like to say before we go? Yes. I'm Monica Kessler, and I want to be your jeweler. Along with a few dozen other wonderful people hand-selected by my father. Welcome to Kessler's. The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time we switch to longer-lasting Energy Star light bulbs. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. I got a $5,000 signing bonus to join Santa Max. It was a no-brainer. I'm a CDL Class A truck driver for Santa Max. Home every day and no weekends. Santa Max is hiring CDL Class A truck drivers with experience to join the DeForest Third Shift team. Quarterly bonuses and a $5,000 signing bonus. Great pay, great company, and a $5,000 signing bonus. I made the move to Santa Max. It was a no-brainer. Email your resume to apply at SantaMax.com. S-A-N-I Max. SantaMax.com. A lady who knows overalls are fashionable every season. The fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. 520 now as we roll into a Friday morning, and those overalls uh, better tuck into the boots because it sounds like we've got some snow on the way. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. I guess we've got a winter weather advisory that's kicking in this afternoon. Uh, what what kind of snow totals are we looking at uh, for our whole network area, Stu? 
Well, I think, Pam, what's being indicated is lacrosse and Madison may be more in that uh, winter weather advisory. Three this afternoon till 6 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, that covers area like Lacrosse County, Vernon, Richland, and then down into Sauk and Dane County, and then further east to Jefferson and over toward the Lakeshore, not in the Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, or Mauston area. Nonetheless, there'll be some snow. I think for those folks not in that winter weather advisory, we're talking an inch or so, and for those that are, Lacrosse, Madison area south, it could very well be upwards of three or four inches of snow. Not that we get a lot of wind with it yet today or tonight as it starts, but the wind picks up tomorrow. That's going to lead to a little blowing and drifting and things like that and reinforcing that colder air. So temperatures, they weren't bad at all yesterday. They just get a lot colder today and stay even colder as we look towards Saturday and Sunday. Low pressure is going to pass off to our south. There is snow this morning out in the south in the Dakotas, let's put it that way, and into southwest Minnesota, northwest Iowa. That's what will move our way, developing a bit later this afternoon, holding around just into early tomorrow, and then that colder air settling in. At least some sunshine will be around towards Sunday, but another round of some lighter snow could build in by later Monday. I'll have forecast details right after this. And now it's time for another Focus on Energy flashback. No matter what you're doing on the farm, a remodel, an upgrade, uh anything like that, and maybe possible new construction, you should always call the Focus on Energy Advisors in advance because you guys have the trained eye on where to look for those kind of energy savings and especially those bonuses, double bonuses. Yes, not only do we have the two dairy energy specialists, but we also have 12 energy advisors located throughout the state to help those customers get in on those first uh, planning meetings to make sure that we get as many incentives for the farmers as we can because Lord knows that they need it right now. Boy, for sure. FocusOnEnergy.com is the website. I always encourage you, uh, whether you're working with an electrician, a builder, anybody in the trades, make sure you ask them early on, hey, are you a part of the Focus on Energy program? Do you know our Focus on Energy advisor? Many, many will. Partnering with Wisconsin Utilities. Focus on Energy. Learn more at FocusOnEnergy.com. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. All right, buddy, let's have some more of those details on what we need to prepare for. Well, clouds build in today. Snow develops not until later this afternoon. For most of us, it's low 20s today. Northeast winds at 5 to 10. Clouds and snow overnight. Low teens. Northeast winds 5 to 15. A little light snow early, then still cloudy tomorrow. Upper teens for highs, the most we can hope for. North winds 8 to 18. They'll even gust around 25. But by Sunday, Pam, there's cold air, sunshine, low teens for highs, at least not a big wind with it on Sunday, but it's going to feel a whole lot colder in a couple of days. Boy, I bet it's going to be a whole lot colder in a couple of hours after what we've been experiencing, huh? (laughs) Yeah, it's going to seem that way today. You're right. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. We'll catch up with you on Monday. See you then.
Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist with the weather details. And let's take a look at what's happening around the state. It's kind of crispy out there already. Lacrosse, you're starting off clear and 10 degrees. Mauston, clear and 14. Madison at the airport, clear and 18 degrees. Fond du Lac, clear and 16. And Oshkosh, you're clear and 14 degrees. Up at home in the farm in Abrams, they're at 9 degrees. So uh, I guess we're a little warmer than they are. But uh, like Stu said, we've got changes on the way. Coming up after 5.30, we have got the eight finalists that are going to be competing in the Taste of Elegance. That's going to be on Thursday, January 31st at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells in conjunction with the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo and the Wisconsin Pork Association's annual meeting. More after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. How I look and how I feel now, I definitely have the confidence that I had before I had children with what I wear, swimsuits, I can be on the beach in a two-piece and not have to worry about flabby skin everywhere and just, you know, looking ridiculous in a bikini. Experience does matter, especially when it comes to surgical body recontouring. Dr. Thomas Bartell focuses his practice exclusively on below-the-neckline cosmetic surgery procedures. It's all he does. I think I look amazing for having two children, and though, I mean, it, it was some work done, but I don't regret any of it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would definitely recommend Dr. Bartell. Call Dr. Thomas Bartell to schedule a free consultation. And to see actual before and after results, go to his website, drbartell.com. I couldn't be more happier that I have a teenage stomach again. <laughs> we decided we wanted to get married, and for that you need a ring. So when I thought about it, I knew the only place I wanted to go was our family jeweler. And I felt that was important for her. I know Chalmers always does great custom design. I knew exactly what I wanted, and I wanted it the way Chalmers did it. They know how to make a customer feel like the only customer they've ever had. I was blown away. It was better than what I had originally had in my head. It was beautiful, and I couldn't stop looking at it. And even now, I still look at my hand and smile. She loves her engagement ring. The next step is we're going back to Chalmers and having them customize our wedding bands. For now, we're really enjoying what they did with the engagement ring. When my friends see it, they all gasp. (laughs) They think it's gorgeous. Chalmers Jewelers in Middleton and Madison. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. If you'd rather be fishing, well, now's your chance. 
The Zone is inviting you to go walleye fishing with Ballard's Resort on Minnesota's Lake of the Woods. Our adventure begins Friday, June 28th to Tuesday, July 2nd. Check it out. Everything is included. Three days of guided walleye fishing. Round trip motor coach transportation from Madison. Four nights lodging. Meals. Your rods, reels, bait, and tackle. Fishing processing. And even your taxes. This adventure is only $825 per person if you sign up before March 15th. Space is limited. So call 1-800-776-2675 or go to BallardsResort.com to hold your spot. Wow. This trip will sell out, so don't miss the boat. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Get ready to experience big-time fishing with your friends in northern Minnesota with Ballard's Resort and The Zone. Attorney John Rihala with Clifford and Rihala. At Clifford and Rihala, we have the experience you need to help you after any kind of collision. We help people who have been seriously injured, ranging from pedestrians hit crossing the street, people rear-ended by semi-trucks, to victims of drunk driver crashes. No matter how you've been injured, our experienced and skilled attorneys will help you get your maximum recovery, and very importantly, we also know how to protect that recovery. At Clifford and Rihala, we understand that many issues can come up after a settlement is reached. If those issues aren't handled carefully, an injury victim can lose money. Don't let that happen to you. Call Clifford and Rihala. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys, fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Visiting with our uh, Packer Insider, Rob Reichel, you know, to the point of Hackett, Rob, and I saw this in a couple different uh, avenues, that, you know, you, you had Munkin, the offensive coordinator from uh, Tampa Bay, that actually was going to be interviewed for the head coaching job, that he may have been an offensive coordinator uh, candidate, and he ends up at, at in Cleveland, and then you had, what was it, his his brother, uh, LaFleur's brother, and the other offensive coach in San Francisco that uh, Kyle Shanahan blocked both of them from interviewing with the Packers. Could you make the case that Hackett was like the third or fourth option, that he wasn't the guy they wanted, he was just the guy they could get? I think you could make that case, Joe. I I was being told last week that Mike LaFleur was the number one candidate for the job, and and nobody was quite sure. That's obviously Matt's kid brother. Uh, Nobody was quite sure um, if uh, he was going to be blocked or not in San Francisco. Clearly that wound up being the case. Mike's only 31. Um, you know, heck, it is 39. So, you know, Joe, I, I'm a little bit more of an advocate of going for a guy with a little more experience and a little bit more veteran guy. If, if you're going to work consistently with Rogers, I, I think there's a respect level there. I, you know, my personal belief was you get a guy in there a little bit older than Rogers to work with him on a day in day out basis versus a 31 year old kid who Aaron's going to look at and say, what can this guy potentially teach me? Um, you know, Joe, you mentioned Monken had had the number one passing offense in Tampa Bay. Um, probably had his choice between Green Bay and Cleveland, and and went with Cleveland. And I think you can kind of understand why that that that's an organization on the uptick and uh, has a good young quarterback he can work with. Probably not as set in his ways uh, as a guy like Rodgers is. So I I think that uh, you know might, it might be just an easier guy for a guy like Monken to go ahead and and try to coach. Uh, a Baker Mayfield versus an Aaron Rodgers. So, um, Joe, I guess only LaFleur knows that, um, you know, 100%. Um, if, 
if Hackett was his third choice or not, or even if somebody else in there uh, might have crept in that we just don't know about at that point in time. But but I do think at the end of the day, I, I think the group's going to work well together, and, and, and I think there's a real possibility Hackett can have, uh, have some real success here working with uh, NFL talent uh, at quarterback versus what he was given in Jacksonville. We were talking yesterday, Robbie, on the show about the uh, conference championship games this weekend. And to me, I think it's the greatest storyline of all time that, that uh, I, I couldn't believe I didn't pick it up on it earlier, but at least we got, got it in with enough time would be you have two of the game or two of the quarterbacks are in their forties. I did not realize that Drew Brees had turned 40 earlier this week. Obviously Brady at 41. So you got two 40 something quarterbacks taking on two 20 something quarterbacks in Mahomes and Goff. And you talk about, you know, like the future of the league, versus, you know, the old guard, like what a great storyline, you know, and then, you know, to bring it forward to our perspective, you know, we got a guy in his mid thirties that we think maybe the, the, the end is near for Aaron Rodgers. When you look at Brady and Breeze in their forties versus Goff and Mahomes in their early twenties, how do you view that as far as Aaron Rodgers and his, you know, quarterback mortality? Yeah, interesting question. You know, Brady and Breeze are just just different in that they've been lifetime traditional pocket passers. They don't do a lot outside the pocket. They don't make themselves as vulnerable for for so many of the hits like like Aaron has taken the you know the collarbone issues. He had the hamstring in in fourteen. Um, you know, guys, I none of us are ever going to know uh, entirely what that collarbone break, that separation in twenty seventeen, did to Rogers. Um, if you know inside his his body, if if that if that healed 100 percent properly, if if he lost any any mobility, arm strength, flexibility, things like that after the injury, because in 2018, guys, he certainly didn't look like the quarterback that he was in 2017, 16, 15, all the way up uh, through his through his later years. But assuming Rodgers does stay healthy, guys, the you know the the way quarterbacks are treated these days inside the league, and and you guys, I mean, even take that Jared Goff play last last week. Which, which sealed the game uh, for the Rams against the Cowboys. You, you've got Dallas guys in pursuit there, um, and, and Goff ran for about 10 yards, and, and it was the game-clinching first down, if you guys remember the bootleg play. And, and you've got Cowboys in pursuit and coming from, from, from ahead and coming from the side, and they're still laying up because they're terrified of, of flags and fines and things like that when it comes to touching or hitting a quarterback as Goff hits the ground and he rolls ahead and, and gets 10 yards for the first down to end it. It's just the mentality inside a defensive player's mind now is just largely I, I can't touch that guy. I can't hit that quarterback. So the lifespan for a quarterback, guys, is, is probably going to jump 25%. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. 535 now on a finally Friday morning. We've got a winter weather advisory in effect from about 3 o'clock this afternoon until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Three to five inches of snow, easily possible around southern Wisconsin, and the temperatures, they are going to drop. I'm P.M. Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. You stick around. Mike North is talking all things dairy. He's with Commodity Risk Management Group, going to join us live via Skype before 6 and let you know what's happening in the dairy markets as a whole. And we've got the eight finalists for the Taste of Elegance competition coming up at the uh, end of this month. Stand by for all that. All right, on this date back in 1930, there was a terrible train crash down in Janesville. Two passenger trains went head-on in Janesville. You know the amazing part? Only three people were injured. Both of the 
trains went down embankments, basically in downtown Janesville. That was in back in 1930. A couple other items for you on this date. Back in 1886, modern hockey was born, believe it or not. And happy birthday to Kevin Costner. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in agribusiness news. You know, when you go to the grocery store, what you see on the label is what you expect to get in the packages. But when you go to the dairy showcase, that's not the case. In fact, many consumers are still confused when they go to the dairy showcase and they see plant-based beverages labeled as milk. They have other very close names, things like silk. And now the dairy industry is asking the Food and Drug Administration to use the laws that are on the books and enforce where the phrase milk can be used. Now, for a lot of dairy farmers, they feel like this is old news. But Alan Bjarga with the National Milk Producers Federation says they just wrapped up a survey that shows consumers are still confused. Um, we commissioned a survey taking a look at uh, consumers' attitudes towards whether the FDA should be enforcing its own rules on standards of identity, defining something using the word milk as a d- actual dairy animal-based product. And what we found was that 61% of consumers thought that the FDA should be enforcing their own rules, compared to 23% who didn't think that that, that really mattered, and, and 16% who were uncertain. Um, it was a pretty compelling uh, result uh, showing some of the issues in terms of what consumers want in the marketplace. It actually falls very much in line, though, with previous surveys that we and others have done that show that, indeed, there is nutritional confusion in terms of what people think are in these products and consumer sentiment that, really, dairy product names should be used for dairy products. It's just a more transparent way to run a marketplace. We have been doing a, a lot of work, as you said, trying to educate consumers on this and, more importantly, stepping on the toes of FDA to get them to enforce. How are we doing on the enforcement side of things, Alan? So, I mean, the enforcement just hasn't been happening, and it hasn't been happening for decades. And with the proliferation of these plant-based products coming out, you know, last summer, FDA finally decided that this was worth taking a look with. And, of course, FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb had his famous line that almonds don't lactate um, at an event. And and that just sort of set the tone that, hey, maybe the FDA is finally going to get serious on this. Um, That's why they have a request for information, a docket that is – due for comments uh, deadline of January 28th, where they're asking the general public what they think about this issue. Um, We're hoping to get some high-quality voices as well as a little bit of quantity added to our position on that docket. By the way, if someone wants to add to that, they can go to www.nmpf.org. We have a ton of materials and some pretty easy ways to connect to the FDA if somebody wants to file a comment. And, of course, we and the Dairy Farmers of America would all greatly appreciate um, having an opportunity to follow, follow up and, and, and make your voice heard. Now, what do we do? We have any idea on the volume of comments that FDA has already received on this issue, Alan? We actually do. At this point, there are more than 10,000. Um, and I'll be completely honest with you. We may be winning all the consumer surveys, but we're not winning in terms of number of comments. Um, we really believe going through the docket that, that we have higher quality comments. We really feel that we have the science um, and the consumer data on our side. But what you see from the opposition is a lot of these sort of, you know, ginned up, uh, pre-written comment campaigns where somebody just hits click from their local activist organization and it gets thrown on. You know, you have a lot from um, animal rights groups that are talking about the horrors of dairy. Um, you have a lot of folks who 
think that um, somehow the dairy industry is trying to imply that people think that there's cow's milk in an almond beverage, which is, has never been the case that we've been trying to make. But of course, it's, it's the argument that our opposition would like to think that we're making. So frankly, we just need more comments. Um, the FDA takes a look at these, and, and they are very much looking at, at quality. And we feel like we're doing well on quality. But, you know, quantity can't help but have some sort of an effect. And, and we need a little more quantity coming in through January. January 28th, and we're hoping people go to www.nmpf.org and, 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 and add to those numbers. Alan Bjerga with the National Milk Producers Federation, Food and Drug Administration, accepting public comment through the end of the month on this issue. Should they be enforcing existing laws on where the phrase milk can be used? You can let your thoughts be heard. Find out more and find the link to the Food and Drug Administration by going to the National Milk Producers website nmpf.org. All right, we'll take a quick break coming up on 541, and we've got the finalists for the Taste of Elegance next. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-947-7828 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. So you think you're ready for Wisconsin weather. Well, let me remind you, Madison averages 43 inches of snow per year and 35 inches of rain. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, right there in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. Boy, is that convenient when it comes to Wisconsin weather and making sure that your ride is safe. Now, remember, McFarland's takes care of all of your rides, whether it's autos, pickup trucks, large trucks, farm tractors, but it doesn't stop there. Bicycles, snowblowers, garden tractors, and RTVs. Listen, if you're depending on your ride and those tires, you should depend on McFarland's. And as always, service all under one roof in the auto and tire shop. Stop on by today and make sure your ride's safe for Wisconsin roadways. McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, water hemp, ragweed, and mare's tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. Boy, with African swine fever racing across China's hog population, here in the United States, pork producers have mobilized. They have created a new National Swine Disease Council. Dr. David Feibum is the vice president of science and technology for the National Pork Board, and he says really what this is designed to do is protect animal and human health. There'd been a lot of groundwork put together for this, but uh, there really wasn't one central location where we could turn and tell USDA, in the face of an outbreak, these are the folks that are there to have discussions with as far as, as what would be the, the, the best response for the industry, uh, workable response for the industry. And then also these same folks are the ones that can turn around and they can assist 
USDA with implementing that response in our industry and speaking to the benefits of a certain response to whatever the disease may be uh, for the industry. Dr. David Feibum, who is the Vice President of Science Technology for the National Pork Board. Again, it's called the National Swine Disease Council, trying to protect both man and beast from things like African swine fever. Markets in overnight electronic trade. Well, we caught a rally yesterday based on the wheat activity, broke through some chart resistance on the upside for corn and beans. Uh, now we're just trying to hang on to it. December new crop corn overnight is up two and a half cents at 405 and three quarters. November beans up a quarter right now at 948 and a half. July new crop wheat currently a penny stronger, 529 and a quarter. Barrel cheese yesterday dropped a penny and a half to 118 and a half. 40 pound block cheese was down three at 138 and three quarters. Double A butter dropped two and a quarter cents to 224 a pound. February milk right now down a penny in overnight trade at 1413 a hundredweight. We've got Mike North with Commodity Risk Management Group yet to come and the eight finalists for the Taste of Elegance competition next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Bent spoons, jewelry, Legos. Over the years, your friends at Benjamin Plumbing have found all sorts of items that can obstruct a garbage disposal. Hey, it's an everyday common occurrence. When your pulverizing garbage disposal comes to a grinding halt, Benjamin Plumbing will dispatch one of their capable service techs to check things out. It could be an interesting discovery, or it could be your old garbage disposal has simply seen its last day. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Grumpy Garbage Disposal? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Do you struggle with stubborn fat bulges that hang around even with a healthy diet and regular exercise? You may be a candidate for Cool Sculpting, the world's leading non-invasive fat removal treatment. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Cool Sculpting safely and effectively freezes unwanted fat bulges without surgery or downtime. The crystallized cells are eliminated naturally through the body for long-lasting results. Advanced training through the exclusive Cool Sculpting University makes the medical providers at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie experts in body contouring. Come in for a free assessment to see if Cool Sculpting is right for you. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Chicken, sheep, and cows, oh my. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hang on just a minute. Mike North with Commodity Risk Management Group is talking all things dairy with us live in just a couple moments. I want you to know there's eight chefs that have been selected from across the state as finalists in the Wisconsin Pork Association's annual 
Taste of Elegance. It's on Thursday, January 31st in Wisconsin Dells in conjunction with the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo and the annual meeting of the Wisconsin Pork Association. These eight chefs will use their creativity with pork. And remember, this is open to the public. So the chefs that will compete represent Elite Catering from Baraboo, Red Circle Inn from Nashita, the Duke and Dagger from Menominee, the University Club at UW-Madison, Machine Shed from Waukesha, Croy Valley Foods from River Falls, Maple Bluff Country Club from Madison, and Johnny's Italian Steakhouse from Sun Prairie. They're competing for cash prizes as well as favor with the audience. Now, if you're interested in joining us, you can contact the Wisconsin Pork Association for the tickets. They're $25 each, and that's online, WPPA.org, or call them 608-723-7551. Mike North's next. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. Learn more at Compeer.com. Trademarks of Compeer Financial and Equal Credit Opportunity Lender. This is Ty Gaffney. I would like to invite you to my family's Angus Bull Sale on February 2nd in Partyville, Wisconsin. We are selling our best black Angus bulls. They rank in the top 15% for birth weight, weaning weight, and dollar beef. The sale starts at 2 p.m. at the Brenneman Bull Barn. Look us up online. The Gaffney and Lynn's families are looking forward to seeing you on Saturday, February 2nd in Partyville. All right, we're ready to talk now with our buddy, Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group down in Platteville at 549. So, Mike, like I was mentioning to you, I apologize. We're a little tight on time this morning. We have seen some action as far as our dairy markets are concerned. What's been going on this week? Well, we've had a tug of war this week between the global dairy trade, that auction that's hosted by Fonterra every couple of weeks, and the CME spot trade. And uh, probably the biggest highlight in GDT was skim milk powder. It was up 10.3%, which when we make the comparison, that puts us at about a dollar nine per pound. Our our non-fat dry milk has been trading very strong ever since Christmas, and we watched as prices went up to 104 and a quarter. Now, in the last couple of days, we've backed off about uh, two cents from that peak. So powder's gotten a little bit uh, weaker here in the United States, whereas we saw it get stronger in GDT. Uh, elsewhere, we saw the same in butter. Butter was up 4.6% in GDT. We were down two and a quarter cents yesterday, taking away some of the strength that's been built. I think the biggest story so far for our class three market for our Wisconsin producers was the cheese market. We watched as the barrel cheddar dropped to a dollar eighteen and a half Pam. That is the lowest price since two thousand nine. And uh, the, the the block cheese followed right in behind it. We fell back to a dollar thirty eight and three quarters. So when we look at the blend price between blocks and barrels, we're looking at a dollar twenty eight. So when we do the math and run that through the formulas, that's talking about thirteen to thirteen and a half dollar milk. Which in this current market, we've got class three trading at thirteen ninety nine for January, and it builds from there.
there. So it doesn't set a stage for a very strong market over the course of the next several weeks. Geez, so what should we be doing then, Mike? Uh, government still shut down. We can't pull a lot of tools together. What should I be doing then? Right, so you can't sign up for the new uh, DMC program. We can't sign up for DRP. You're really forced to do what you've had access to all along, and that is to use the futures and options market through its different vehicles. You can contract with the plant. You can get options through the plant. You can do it through your own hedge account. You know, I, I, I give a lot of talks this time of the year, and I had a conversation with a gentleman here the other day, and he said, boy, you know, I just don't have enough milk to fill a contract. That is a strategy question. That is not a contract question. So even if you're a smaller producer, there's strategies to fit even your herd. You know, we can put contracts every other month. We we you have to remember too that these contracts at the exchange are not deliverable contracts. You're not going to be sending tankers of milk to the exchange. It's all cash settled. So even if you're not exactly at 200 or north of 200,000 pounds, it just becomes a question then of how that contract represents your production. You know, if you're 20% short of a contract, well, then you, when you buy it, just realize that your cost as paid for the contract to you in real terms will be 20% greater. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of strategy. It's not a hopeless cause, even if you're smaller. But bottom line is, when you're looking out at some of these deferred prices, especially in the first half of the year, there's opportunities and there's strategies that can be put together to manage some of these prices. And you know we are seeing some good things happening globally, and that's a good thing to see, right? That sets the stage potentially for some changes to come later. But we still have to deal with our own situation right now. Now, and part of our problem is that we have a, a real big inventory of cheese. We watched as that built all throughout the fall. And, you know, we haven't had the USDA coming back to us to give us any updates on that. Our reports now uh, after this week will be past due. So, you know, we're going to be running blind here a little bit relative to normal. It's a trend that's likely still in play, given what we've been watching in the market. So, continue to take action with the prices that are available. That's the underlying message here. Um, you know, as we talk about uh, pricing in, in other parts of the world, Europe has, you know, seen a little bit of strength on the powder side as well. They've been trimming down their intervention stocks. Prices have been firming. But even if we see these strong powder markets, remember that that's more of a class four story. And until that ripples back into the class three market, we'll have to deal with some of those issues surrounding cheese. All right, buddy. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks for the insights on those tools. You're right. We've got to do something. Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group. He's down in Platteville. He can give you some of that advice as far as strategies are concerned. If you're an operator that has some concerns on contract size or what have you, like you said it's a strategy question it is not about the contract necessarily or your product that you're producing mike north commodity risk management group will help us cap up uh friday broadcast with you take care out there if you're going to be driving later this afternoon once that snow starts showing up we got to get our winter driving skills background martin luther king monday the markets will be idle but we'll be back with you have a great weekend everybody this is the farm report with pam yonke 